Hey guys, welcome to KRUD42069 The Heat Wave. Fucking hot. Yeah, dude, <laughs> it is really fucking hot. Welcome to a very hot edition of the Smooth Burrito. <laughs> I'm currently sitting in a chair and only my boxers and Frank. I'm also Frank. Oh yeah, and I'm Trevor. I'm also very hot, temperature-wise. <laughs> Yeah, I had to put up fucking blackout curtains like it's Highlander 2. I love blackout curtains, man. I just, yeah. I mean, like, I, I have them by default just so they can, you know, keep me from waking up so early. Oh, yeah, I had to have blackout curtains in my room, but I mean in my, like, office. Uh, oh, yeah. I like having, just being able to see out the window and shit, but it, it just got too fucking warm. The trade-off is too immense. Yeah, it's not worth it, dude. But I had to really do them up in a stupid way, because, like, the panels that I have are all mismatched, and I have them hung up with, like, thumbtacks, because I'm lazy. <laughs> that's that's what's up, man. I mean, whatever you gotta do to, m- yeah. to make it work. I mean, if it's just a temporary thing. You know Maximizing I mean. efficiency. It'll be as temporary as I want it to be, I guess. You know what I mean? But, like, you don't need to go buy a fancy curtain rod. I don't yeah. know how fancy curtain rods are, but my wife usually I, I, handles that side of things. I don't think I've ever bought a fancy curtain rod. Like, I always just buy, like, the the ones that you can get for, like, two bucks that uh, are just folded metal. Yeah, I would say in that in that case that my curtain rods are medium-level fancy. They have, like, little thing, like, I don't know what look like crystal ball things on each side of them. So I guess, I mean, they're not super fancy. I'm pretty sure they're pretty cheap, but... You're up in um, here with your bougie-ass curtain rods. You know, but, you know, my wife likes that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I'm, not... I'm all for it. I mean, if it was me, I would probably be in a similar situation <laughs> as you, where they would just be hanging up with thumbtacks, man. That's yeah. Need. It does the job. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess we should just get into what we've been playing. I have been playing a ton of No Man's Sky. That game, I didn't play it at launch. I know, I know about all of the launch time, you know, all the issues that that game had and essentially missing content. But as someone who picked it up right when the, their latest update came out, which is the one that adds like derelict freighters and shit that you can explore, it's a pretty cool game. It is a, it's a, it's a great way to waste like four hours and not realize it. Yeah, that's what's up, man. I mean, I you're not the first person who said that either. I have a couple people I work with that have been trying to push me to play No Man's Sky recently. Um, I've had a hard time really giving it a go because I was somebody that played it at launch and I really hated it. Like, it might be the it might be like the worst launch purchase decision of a video game that I've ever made. Damn. I was that disappointed in the game. I'm pretty sure it was like full 60 bucks. Oh yeah. Yeah. That game released for a full ticket. Yeah. That was not, not a great purchase decision. I was like, I was trying to like it, but I was like, I don't like it. There's like nothing to do. There's no point. There's, there was literally, it was barren, dude. There was literally nothing to do in that game at all. Damn. 
Yeah, there's a ton of shit now. Granted, I can see, like, it, so so far how it's been working for me is, like, if I get bored doing one thing, there's always something else to switch to. A lot of the content still boils down to go to this marker, but I also haven't really gotten to the base building too deep. I found out that you can your frigate is just a base, and you can, like... Like, I thought it was just you were putting, like, rooms in the the area, the setup it gives you. No, you can just build staircases and fucking, like, extend it and do whatever the hell you want. That's what's up, man. I think that's... I always thought the base building side of it was a very cool idea. I don't know when they incorporated that, really. If that's, like, super new. But, like, they've been building upon this game for a really long time. I think it's oh, dope yeah. that people are actually really enjoying it right now. Yeah, and it's it's gotten I, I can tell where like like the base building stuff, like your frigate, uh that you can send, you know you can summon and uh it'll just warp in, like like the guy who brings you cars in GTA. And then you go in there and you have like you can do ninety percent of all the crap that you can do with a terrestrial base, so I can see where they're streamlining elements of the game, but still leaving the older style of stuff in, because why would you take out content? Right, right. But, yeah, it's been it's been pretty cool. Uh, I need to play with more people, so yeah, if you want to hop on. I don't know if you have it on PC or PS4, but it's crossplay too, fully. So, that doesn't oh, that's matter. Cool. Yeah, yeah that, I, that was in I the had it on, update, I think. I had it on PS4, but... I probably if I got back into it, I'd probably prefer it on PC. Yeah, the only so I haven't been playing it with a controller. I've been playing it with keyboard and mouse, and there's a lot of buttons that I had to memorize, and I still think some of the UI stuff is kind of jank. But I don't want to bother relearning the controller, and I can also see how like a lot of the inventory management would be worse on controller. So I just kind of stuck with learning the. Adobe Premiere level of shortcuts that that game has. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, super fun. And that, aside from playing miscellaneous fighting games on Fightcade 2, because that recently got released, and my friend Theo um, sent them the required data, like the, the essentially the memory address of where some variables are saved. So that they could make a state, save state, and make Street Fighter the movie, the game work in Fight Cade too. So that's what's up. Yeah, it, it's really so people are starting to recognize that that game exists more. Um, like John Claude Van Damme retweeted or tweeted about it on its anniversary, which hasn't ever happened before. And we've been the community, like, we have the only Discord for it. We've been the community who's kind of kept this thing alive, so the fact that we're actually making some sort of difference where people are seeing that this incredibly jank, stupid-looking game is really fun is pretty significant to me. But yeah, other than that, I have not been playing much. How about you? Okay, so I've been playing a lot of two games. Um, one of those, I'm not the only one playing. A lot of people are playing this. Ghost of Tsushima is out uh, on the PS4, and this is supposed to be like the PS4 swan song. You know, this is the big last Sony exclusive 
This is The Last of Us for the PS4. Yeah, essentially, which is funny because The Last of Us Part 2 just came out like a month ago. <laughs> um, but I would say I'm absolutely in love with this game, and it has, like, so before I played this game, The Last of Us Part 2 was, like, easily my game of the year. I finished it, loved it. A lot of people knocked it for certain things. Um, but I actually really appreciated it and what it did. The thing I appreciate most about The Last of Us is it's one of the few games, especially story-centric games, where it doesn't have, like, a fucking hero, dude. Like, it doesn't have this story arc that this three-act story arc that every single story in video games has where you're supposed to really relate to and like the per- like the p- character in the game that you're playing as. And you're supposed to understand and relate to what they're doing throughout the game. The Last of Us throws that in the fucking trash. And they're like, you know what? I don't give a fuck if you like these characters. And these characters aren't heroes. In fact, there's not a single hero that exists in like either one of The Last of Us games. You're playing as people, as characters that most people would hate right it's just conceptually and and in terms of the way the story is written it's just very different and they take they take chances that movies take a lot um but you don't see a lot in video games so i appreciated it for that it was something really really different and i appreciate the last of us and naughty dog for kind of saying you know i know for a fact they were probably sitting in there before this game launched and they were talking about people are going to hate, you know, this part of the game, or they're going to get mad about this. And they were like, you know, we don't give a fuck. This is our vision. Like, this is what we're going to put out there. And I don't care if people are like it or not. You know what I mean? Like, I I appreciated it. I liked it. I think the story was well done. There was a lot of things that happened in the story that I didn't really expect to happen. Um, and a lot of a lot of people thought that it was a little bit like um cliche but i i disagree with that uh but anyway that was like my game of the year for the year so far um but then i think ghost of tsushima is about to dethrone it dude because i love that game so much um it's not super challenging at least not in the beginning i'm maybe like eight or ten hours into the game uh it's open world it's you know full-on samurai storyline etc uh it's developed by sucker punch which is unique because sucker punch did all the infamous games and that's really all they've done in recent memory yeah, they did sly um, cooper, they did on the sly cooper. yeah uh and they they didn't they have another franchise as well at some point uh escaping me yeah, not that I can remember. They probably probably had some other thing, but like, also it's really weird that like both Sucker Punch and Naughty Dog started out essentially doing mascot platformers. Yep. And now they're here. Yeah, I know, right? But they did this game, and <clears throat> sorry, from the beginning and the trailers and the stuff they've shown, and like kind of the lead up to the release of Ghost of Tsushima would have led me to believe that this was not in any way, shape or form going to resemble a sucker punch game. 
it very much resembles a sucker punch game in terms of the feel of it like it's an open world uh you're kind of chipping away at different quest lines but it does something kind of unique with the quest lines that i actually really like and that these people will show up like little pictures of people that resemble quest lines will show up on your map and these quest lines are divided up uh like i'm gonna give you an example there's one side quest line that i was doing where like he would show up on the map and you would have to complete pieces of that quest line and it would tell you the rewards you would get for completing a specific piece of that quest line so say i i had talked to him and completed like three pieces of the quest line he would move to a different spot and then it would be like okay you've completed three of nine the next one is four of nine and it's like a storyline it's like each side quest actually has kind of a long ended story to it right it's not just like some fetch quest for you to get xp to get to the next main quest they really went um they really went all in into kind of like the storytelling even in the side quests they none of them felt just so meaningless like you would see in like an assassin's creed game like I would go to his picture on the map, and then like, it each quest line is woven out into a long-ended story, essentially. And they're not like just fetch quests like you would see in like Assassin's Creed or The Witcher. And some of the Witchers, some of the Witcher side quests are like crazy long-ended and like really cool. But some of them were just like go fetch this just to get you XP to get you moved along into the story. What I'm seeing with Sucker Punch is they really kind of paid attention and did something a little bit unique with um, some of the side stories. Another mechanic that I actually really like that I thought was kind of cheesy at first, but I think is really, really cool is it uses this wind to guide you mechanic where um, instead of having like, you know how in some games you'll click a button and it'll go into this mode where something will pop up that'll send you in the right direction. And it's usually yeah. like an icon or some like, yellow trail or whatever yeah, that so, shows some up on sort the of immersion breaking thing exactly um <clears throat> this game on the other hand does something completely different in that you can swipe up uh on your touchpad or whatever to get the wind to gust more noticeably but you never have to do that if you just pay attention to like the blades of grass and like the flowers and the trees and see which way the wind is blowing it will get you to your destination. Which was super surprising to me. Like, you don't ever have to, like, get that big gust of wind going. If you just pay attention to your surroundings and see which way the wind is blowing, then you'll get to where you need to go. And it's the thing about this game is, like, the UI is super minimal. I think the only thing that actually shows up on the screen while you're playing is, like, a little health bar at the bottom left corner of the screen. That's it. And I think, I think that's really dope. Um, the combat's fun. The characters are cool. The main character, I think, uh, is really interesting. And, are there, like, different swordsmanship styles and shit? Yeah, so you got, like, different stances. You've got different kind of, like, projectile weapons you can use. Um, it allows you to kind of approach things differently. You can go into one mission and be very stealth-like. 
or you can go into a mission and just have like walk straight in badass samurai style and there's a standoff mechanic where you can just walk up to like an enemy 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 camp and like you can do it'll pop up and say if you want to do a standoff and when you do a standoff you go up and you just let everybody know you're there and you're like hey i'm here to fuck you all up and like some dude will approach you and then right before he attacks you attack him and you can just like keep going um as long as you time it right and just take out like full camps of fucking people dude Nice. Like a total badass. It's really, it's really fun. There's a lot of really unique mechanics in it that make it uh, very interesting, and graphically, it's stunning. Like the environments are incredible. I'm That's a big right. Fan. I, I, uh, you know, I was very interested in the game. I might have to actually pick it up, you know, in a rather timely fashion instead of uh, waiting. Hell, I still haven't played Sekiro. So I have played Sekiro because I I I've I'm really into the whole samurai thing, like samurai aesthetic and just gameplay style and all that. Like if it's a samurai game, I typically will play it. And Sekiro is awesome, super hard, in my opinion. But it was an awesome game. I think it's like a little bit harder than some of the Souls games because of the parry mechanic. It takes a lot of getting used to. But I think. It was a great game. This game is a little bit easier on that front. Um, the combat's definitely not as difficult as Sekiro, but I don't think it's intended to be. I'm also playing it on normal. I'm sure if you played it on hard, it would be significantly more difficult. Uh, but I think that this game is more fun, and I'm really excited to get further and see the world really open up and be able to, like, go to different areas and do different things and things like that. It's not, not something you can necessarily do proper in Sekiro. Nice, that's rad. I'll have to uh, make the decision to pull the trigger on buying that. Um, actually, one thing I did forget to say, so in playing No Man's Sky, my computer finally didn't measure up to a game. Really? So the thing is, I can play No Man's Sky fine. Like, my, my processor doesn't care. If I play No Man's Sky and have a video running, it's just like, nah, dog, that's not fucking happening. Because, like, <laughs> it uses up 60% of my processor. If I didn't have it overclocked, it would use the entire fucking thing. Because, you know, it's a very processor-heavy game. Right, yeah. There's a lot of simulations going on. So... I finally bit the bullet and spent 1400 bucks on computer parts. Those should get here by midweek next week. And then... What'd you, what'd you buy? Uh, so I got like an ASRock X570 Pro motherboard and a Ryzen 9 and um, like 64 gigs of RAM. Damn. And a new case, which hilariously... Like, it's a Cooler Master case, and it's a nice case, but it hilariously looks like my old IBM, like... Aptiva case from back in the day. Yeah. So I'm actually very excited about that. That's what's up. Hell yeah, man. I'm happy for you. I I need to get more RAM, I'm noticing. There's only like... It only really happens uh, sometimes in OBS and when I'm like recording some stuff uh, and then doing video editing. So like I use like DaVinci Resolve for video editing and stuff like that. And it, it DaVinci uses a lot of RAM. Like, so 
I need to probably put another stick in there. Yeah, we good. Uh, you only have a single stick. No, I have two. Uh, I only have like sixteen gigs of RAM though. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, I it's went. Like... I, I I jumped for more RAM because of the video editing and shit. Like. Yeah. I mean, it's fine. It just takes longer for me to edit videos, and I'm like, dude. I can just put like another eight gig stick in there and probably be good. I've got, I've got a spot for it that needs to be filled. <laughs> yeah, um, and and then uh, my plan for the old stuff is to essentially yank the graphics card and some RAM. So the computer I built, Danny, is like an old board and my old graphics card, and then like a new power supply. I'm going to take the power supply out of her machine. And use it on mine, like my new one. Because my old one has the same power supply in it, so it doesn't matter. Um, but then she's going to get my old machine with my older graphics card in there. And I'm going to just, since I use the same RAM, I'm just going to fill up, like, max out the slots as much as I can. So you'll probably have, like, 32 gigs of RAM of some, or something like that. That's cool. Yeah, I mean, I might so, go all out and just buy. I mean, I have, I went pretty cheap on my ram because i was like oh i probably won't do too much video editing and i've actually been doing way more video editing than i expected so can you believe that your old processor is going to make it up over a decade of use i can't believe it i i can't believe it because that processor man i replaced it with the last build i did like eight years ago yeah i am i've been fucking whipping the shit out of this thing but like, the, just the, the fact that, like, single core speed kind of fell off. Um, and, you know, for games, like, there's not a lot of shit still that takes advantage of multiple cores. Yeah, I know. So, but yeah, like, the fact that I was able to get this thing up to 4.2 gigahertz uh, core speed, like, that did a lot. It's still a very capable processor, in my opinion, just not capable enough for the amount of multitasking that I'm doing at this point. If I right. just use my PC as a game console, essentially, or, like, you know, single task, whatever, it'd be fine. And it's also only this game, too. Like, it can run anything else. Like, I think the only other game it would probably struggle with in this fashion is Hitman 2, which is also a very simulation-heavy game. Yeah. Maybe For a sure. set of Corsa as well, but, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, end of an era. I've actually, since I got my pc built um i've been playing another game i got back into final fantasy 14 online oh no and <laughs> it's consumed way too much of time of my time and attention i fell in love with that game back in like i think it launched in 20, late 2013 um and i played it non-stop for a long time and then just fell off of it probably for obvious reasons uh I, re I like hit max level and I didn't go back to any of the new release context. I was just like wrapped up in other games and I have a few friends that are like, Hey, let's, I want to, uh, you know, try out final fantasy 14 again. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. So I get back on and dude, I've, I is consumed a very large majority of my time. I'm, I still think it's crazy to me 
because the original Final Fantasy 14 1.0 that I played very briefly was a complete trash game that was just awful and terrible. Speaking uh, of games with bad launches. Yeah, exactly. That's probably um, the other example that is on the list. Like, they're both vying for top spot in terms of disaster. Yeah. And that got overturned and completely... Re- like... But the thing about Final Fantasy fourteen is a year later, was it a year, maybe two years, of Final Fantasy fourteen being uh, patched here and there, but actually having a small community of people that were playing it, but the game was terrible, released to Realm Reborn, somehow wove the whole destroying of the original Final Fantasy XIV 1.0 into the storyline of a Realm Reborn, which I thought was really cool. Um, and made probably the best mmo that exists right now it and wow are like the only two subscription-based mmos that have a ridiculous like community like ridiculously large community right now yeah, i still have wow to queue on my the, uh, you what i still have, have to queue, queue on my yeah on Jesus. Like an eight-year-old mmo on, yeah on and wow board. had to break the in case of losing money break glass thing and release wow classic Yep. Yeah. Um, Which I saw a Reddit thread the other day on, like, our gaming or something that was like, what would you want in WoW Classic Plus? And I'm just sitting here like, they already have that. It's called the new game that's currently out. What are you talking about? (laughs) What are you talking about? Oh my god, The entire point of the game is that it's old and crusty. It is. But yeah, I'm staying... I, I'm staying far the fuck away from that game. Everyone that I know who plays it says it's really good. Everyone that I know who plays it also gets stuck into it for, like, eons and... WoW or Final Fantasy XIV? Final Fantasy XIV. I already played WoW. I don't like it. Okay. Yeah, I'm not a fan either. But no, Final Fantasy XIV is the MMO. Like, I'm obsessed with it. I can't stop. I It's almost all I think about at this point. <laughs> I'm just like, oh my god, I gotta, I gotta do this, I gotta do that, um, and I have people I'm playing it with. I've got like four other friends that are currently playing it right now. So, you know, running dungeons and shit. I started a new character fresh, um, and I'm all in. And they added, they upgraded the graphics a little bit, slightly. They added new resolutions. Like, I've got a 4K monitor and a new PC I built, and I can run the game at 4K. Oh um, man, above, this... above sixty frames per second. It actually looks very good <laughs> for yeah. a fucking eight year old game. So Min was playing that like Min plays that game all the time, but she was playing it on like her old seven twenty P monitor. And then I gave her a spare fourteen forty P one I had that I wasn't using and it was like night and day. <laughs> it is. It really I I've been playing in in four K and I'm like, oh my god, this is insane. Like they they really went like there's a there was a bunch of threads I remember back in like 2015 where they were like Final Fantasy 14 needs to upgrade the graphics. They need a upgraded graphics patch. They need to the next uh um you know expansion release needs to upgrade the graphics. And I always thought I was like for an MMO man, Final Fantasy 14 easily is the best looking MMO. Yeah, in my opinion, it's hands down. There's no question, and that it's been that way. I mean, back in 2013, I was like, "This is insane. This looks better than most like single player games." Um, and even now, all they had, all they really did, they didn't even put out like an upgraded 
um, graphics patch. So like some of the textures still aren't like you wouldn't say, oh, it's a, you know, this is phenomenal looking game or whatever. But the upgrade in quality to the resolutions is significantly improved. That's cool. Yeah, this is uh really fucking dangerous because. So, I could probably rope Dandy into playing this pretty easily, because she enjoys... Like, she, she's big into Diablo 3. These kind of games are her bread and butter, like, Let's like do RPGs. It. Let's do it. But we're gonna end up doing it, probably. Let's Speaking do of it. which, we still need to play Diablo 3. Let me know if you... Yeah, I know. Let me know if you do uh, on, on Final Fantasy fourteen. I'll let you know, like, the server we're on and stuff. Sure. Yeah, I'm gonna have to mull over that decision. Uh... I'll just keep pressuring you. I'll send you like text messages every day. Oh boy. Oh yeah, you got anything else? No, that's all I've been playing. Go Tsushima and um, FF14. Alright, then it's time to tuck into some news. You got a fucking jingle for that, right? I'm gonna remember to put it in this time. I need to just get the uh, fucking soundboard hooked up so that I can just send these things out while doing barely any editing, although I still go in and take out my AC noise from my audio track, or at least reduce it as much as I can. But anyway, Nintendo is releasing a $250 Lego NES console next month. Yeah, I saw that. That's really it's, expensive, in my opinion. Yeah, it's I, I granted the NES is just a square box, but it's full size and it also comes with a model of a tube TV. So Oh really? Yeah. I didn't yeah, know. There's more that. than just the console. Okay. Oh, I see. I see. That's yeah, cool. There's, there's some leaks out to where you can just see an image of it. Uh yeah, I think it'll be pretty cool. Apparently there's some a mechanical feature where the Mario on the the game will move around. That's really dope, actually. Yeah. I'm looking at I'm looking at these and this is super dope. <laughs> I really like this. I don't know if I'd spend two hundred and fifty dollars on it, mostly because I have gotten rid of actual tube TVs that I don't have the space for. So yeah, I mean, I definitely don't have the space for this, and my wife would be like, "Really, dude?" But this could be cool. This could be a cool project for me and my daughter. Yeah, I was gonna say I you think. have a built-in excuse. Yeah, I'll just be like, yo, she's been getting really into Legos lately, which she has. And she loves Nintendo. Straight up, Mario is like one of her favorite things. I, I, The first game I actually had her play was Super Mario World on my SNES Classic. Just hooked it up uh, on my TV and let her go crazy with it. And she, she loved it. She's actually not bad at it. She like The thing about Mario is it's just so well designed that's just so easy to understand literally she wasn't even she hadn't even hit three years old yet and was able to just hold the controller and understand that she was supposed to move the character to the right and the goombas that were coming toward her were probably not good and then i just told her hey you hit the a but that button right there to jump and she was like oh okay and then just like got it you know it's great man and this yes. would be this would be really cool i think this would be a lot of fun yeah, it'd be pre I think it'd be a pretty cool project. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here like, you know, I technically have the space for a, a CRT PVM in this setup, but I'm not going to do it. I shouldn't do it. 
I found a fucking extra VCR that I didn't realize I had the other day. Dude, if you VCRs. are in, in need of a VCR. <laughs> I, I've been in the market for a VCR for a long time. I have tons of VHS. I will send that shit to you. Um, I, I don't want it. Don't send okay, it to me. Okay. <laughs> but you, okay, so here's the thing. I know you were joking. I have friends who aren't when they say yeah, stuff I know. like that. I so. know, I know, I know. <laughs> Sure. The thing is, I don't even run VHS tapes, really. I, I, like, I was just starting to get back into it, and then Corona happened, and... Yeah, buying that shit off of eBay, I feel like at that point... Or, like, Amazon. I feel like at that point, I might as well just find a YouTube rip. Because you can for 90% of this crap anyway. Like, yeah. Especially yeah. if it's something that nobody cares about licensing between that. And, like, Tubi and fucking Retro Crush and all the other free sites of... I, they're legal, but I just don't know how they make money. But, uh, anyway, it has to be advertising. I, I guess it would just be advertising. But, anyway. It's all about what you can find in the wild for me. And I also want, was getting into buying, like, unmarked or blank VHS tapes just to see what was on them. But yeah. I have this USB capture thing... Uh, it's one of those products that's cheap, but for some reason it does what it's intended to do really well. Uh, but it's like a little $30 dongle that goes from RCA jacks to USB, and it's for archiving VHS tapes, essentially. Um, I'm still waiting on that. I ordered it months ago, but due to everything, it's, you know, on the slow boat. I didn't pay for good shipping anyway. Right. I hate it when I don't pay for good shipping. <laughs> like, I literally hate it when I do that. I almost always regret the decision. I literally almost always regret the decision. I'll even, I'll be sitting there and be like, oh, should I just spend the extra money for good shipping? Oh, no, I don't need it that quick. Yeah, it and really depends on what it is. It. And yeah. I think under normal circumstances, I would have been fine waiting on this thing to show up because, you know, I got I got a lot of shit to watch anyway. Like I said, all those streaming sites are available. There, there's options to watch trash. But yeah, there's definitely options to watch trash. Peacock I, just released, so. And oh, it's was, free. that's that's the new NBC thing, right? Yeah, and, with the worst name on it, the face of the earth. Yeah, if you want to watch trash, I'm sure there's plenty of it over there. But yeah, like, I wonder if they have Miami Vice on that. I have all of it downloaded anyway, but. Eh. But yeah, so what the fuck were we talking about? We got on VHS tapes. Oh yeah, the Nintendo. That's kind of appropriate. Yeah, uh, yeah, this thing's pretty cool. I think for the Lego enthusiast crowd or people, you know, like I, like you who would consider themselves the person who's going to buy this, I guess uh, it should be pretty cool. Yeah, I think so. I'm I'm heavily consider getting it now because I think it looks dope. I'm excited about it. Yeah, in uh, less dope news, so. I saw this headline, and I was like, fucking why, first. But it's just an inspired skin. But, like, there's a there's a Big Lebowski-inspired Fortnite skin. I thought it was official at first, and I was like, why would you pick that? But the thing that's going to happen now is that since it's in there, there's going to be an official version now like they did with John Wick. I actually... I don't know. I don't play Fortnite, but I'm Neither looking do at I. it. 
I'm looking at this skin and I think it looks hilarious, dude. I think it looks so funny. It's really weird. I'm not knocking it. It's just odd. Are those french fries in his pocket? Yeah, and I don't get that. That doesn't even make sense. Have these people even watched The Big Lebowski? Yeah, maybe it's supposed to be multiple references or something. I don't know. I just thought that was weird. Yeah, I think it's weird, but I actually think it's pretty funny. I mean, if I played Fortnite, I would I would rock this skin. Yeah, I'm always a fan of really dumb skins in, like, shooters. I like the first comment on this article I'm reading. It says, looks like Brothor meets the dude. Because <laughs> he well, does Brothor basically bit. was the dude anyway. That's, that might Brothor be where the basically was the dude. French fries right. come from. I didn't uh, watch Endgame. I still haven't. I'm... I don't know if I'm ever going to, to be honest, because it's three hours of I Avengers movie. Are we terrible nerds because we haven't watched that movie? I don't Are think like, so, because at this point they're all mainstream, right? Like, I got yeah. I got better shit to do, like watch weird, obscure Katsuo Tomo OVAs. There you go. Thanks, man. I feel better. <laughs> yeah, your nerd cred's still intact. You don't have to get that card back. Awesome. I don't know how much the Big Lebowski costs, but apparently Valorant's releasing a skin that costs a hundred fucking dollars. Oh, and so many people will buy it. Oh, yeah, of course, but here's the thing. I don't play Valorant. I don't even know what the hell Valorant is. It could be about very brave ants, for all I know. But a hundred dollars for a cosmetic item. I know it's a free-to-play game, but holy shit. I have played Valorant. I actually think it's a really good uh, competitive shooter. Oh, yeah, that's it's besides hard, the point. But, man, $100. Yeah, yeah, 100 fucking bucks. 100 fucking dollars. It's insane. Oh, another thing I forgot to mention. I apparently got a free copy of Assassin's Creed Valhalla coming because of some part that I bought. So, hooray. That's cool. That'll go great with my free copy of Black Flag that I never booted up. Valhalla looks cool, man. I like it. I, I, I mean, I've been looking at it a lot, but Assassin's Creed's changed so much over like the past three iterations that they've become good games. They're like yeah, solid I'm, RPGs now. That's interesting. I'm sure it's good. I liked uh, Assassin's Creed 3. That's really the only one I played. Or maybe it was 2. Whatever the first Ezio one was. Um... I think that was two. two. Yeah. Assassin's Creed 2 is a really good game. Those, out of those Assassin's Creed games where they the story was completely convoluted and shit, and um, they were basically just action games, and then they revamped it with Assassin's Creed Origins, where it was in this Egyptian setting. It became an RPG, and then with Odyssey, uh, it became even more of an RPG, where it was, <laughs> it was actually quite... Yeah, there um, happens to be a the only reason I remember it is there happens to be a video on this site of someone reviewing it. It looks a lot like Shadow of Mordor, which I'm kind of into for a game that I got 100% free, so that's fine. Yeah, it's I think... really weird how Assassin's Creed has just like it doesn't even mean anything anymore, really. No, it doesn't. The story outside of the setting they're in which i don't ubisoft was so dead set on connecting all of these games when i personally think it should have been a more like 
freaking Final Fantasy type thing where each new iteration is in a different world, is a different story with different characters. They don't have to be connected to me, in my opinion. Yeah. That would be really the only modern franchise I can think of that would do that, like, be serialized, I guess, for lack of a better term. Yeah, I just don't understand why they have to connect to these these games. The only thing that's connecting them is complete garbage storytelling outside <laughs> of this world that completely takes you out of the whole aspect of the game that's actually good. Yeah. So <laughs> they should trash it. But yeah, speaking point. of things they should trash, $100 cosmetic stuff. Jesus. Yeah, they should trash that too. I don't... I don't... I know, I know, I know there's going to be people who buy these things. A lot of them. I don't fucking know why. Like, I've never understood it. I read this really long article one time about people that spend thousands of dollars on, like, mobile games. Yeah, the whales. Yeah, I can't get my head around it. I just don't... I don't understand. I I don't understand. I can see if you're just a dude who's, like, pissing money. Like... Uh, if $100 is worth, like, what a Snickers bar would be worth to me, I could see, like, oh, yeah, whatever, if you really enjoy the game. Or, in my case of my TF2 character, which has probably about $20 of customization on him, but I only did that after the game had its, like, 15th anniversary or something ridiculous. And I was like, you know, I've been playing this game since it launched. And I want to do this stupid Ronco Showtime rotisserie idea with the pyro. I can give him some money. Like, beyond shit like that, I don't really get it. Yeah, I, I don't understand. I, I I guess, yeah, you're right. If you're just pissing money and you have a lot of money to spend, <laughs> these game developers are going to give you something in that price range to spend the money on so they can earn it. That's the thing, these things wouldn't exist if somebody wasn't paying for them. Yeah, I know. For sure. You're not gonna pay a CG artist way, 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 way less than what you're gonna get for them. Yeah, I know, right? Anyway, that just was gross. But what's grosser, I, I shouldn't have a cheerful transition for this. So, no. uh... But what's grosser... I don't know if you know who Mr. Wizard is. Not really. So Mr. Wizard was this asshole named Joey Queller who was the CEO of Evo, like the big fighting game tournament. And nobody fucking liked him, uh, but, you know, everyone put up with him because he was in that position. And you can't throw a guy um, in the garbage for nobody liking him personally. Yeah, it turns out that he's a rapist and pedophile. Oh, man. So, that, basically, every single company, every single one that had a game at Evo from, like, the fucking Them's Fighting Herds, the really small guys, all the way up to Capcom with Street Fighter V just pulled out. They canceled it. Like, the future of the tournament is uncertain. They did some restructuring, but the thing is, they pe- the people that did the restructuring are the people who would have been most aware of this behavior, and that means that they probably covered it up. But, and there's ha- there have been a ton of 
skeletons coming out of the closet in the fighting game community, like, in the past month. It's been crazy. Yeah, it's, yeah, I've, I've seen quite a bit as well. Yeah, it's been a little nuts. Yeah, and between that and Corona basically killing the idea of a local, because, you know, you, you, you have to make some hygiene sacrifices in the best of times to go to, like, a local fighting game event, especially if it's a Smash tournament. Right, especially if it's a Smash. Yeah. Although, given how MAGFest is, you might be more likely to see people in masks, but just as a fashion affectation. But anyway, yeah, just, I don't, I don't know what the hell is going to happen uh, in terms of fighting game tournaments, I suppose. Uh, I think that this, this EVO was going to be novel and that it was going to be all online. I think... That there's still people going and doing... There are always smaller tournaments that are doing that, but I think, like, the biggest one at scale is Evo Japan, which is still happening because they're essentially just an organization that licenses the Evo name. Although, uh, you know, one wonders if they're going to drop that. Yeah. But that's still going forward. Uh, and, you know, there's still Capcom Pro Tour stuff that happens, although the way... That they treat Street Fighter V's online infrastructure. Nobody was into that anyway. I think we covered that last time. But yeah. Fast Times uh Ridgemont High is a movie that I just mentioned. And also this <laughs> terrible shit happened. <laughs> so the problem is that my, my reflex when doing this podcast is to be kind of jovial. And I keep trying to fall into that. But then I remember what I'm talking about. <laughs> So let's just move swiftly onward. <laughs> I can't stop laughing at that, dude. That <laughs> All right. What's next on the list, man? Uh, it's happening again. Oh, God. No. Sony has filed a patent for cloud-based backwards compatibility on the PS5. Now, How hard is your job? How hard is it <laughs> to get a decent programmer at Sony? Just please tell me. Pick I, up the phone. I don't Call even someone. think it's like like a programmer thing because they have programmers. They fucking yeah. You know, know they they put wizard shit into the PS5 to get like better than any solid state on the computer speeds. Although you know that'll be not a thing by like five seconds after the PS5 comes out, if not sooner. But anyway, they have you know someone wrote that custom drive controller. Like they have programmers. I think what it is is that there's one guy like somewhere in the chain, probably higher up, who has a Captain Ahab like focus on getting this idea to work. Because this is try number three. In three console generations, they have not gotten this stupid idea to work. You know. This isn't the only idea that they haven't been able to get to work. There's just like a few things on the technical side that Sony really, really struggles with. And I agree with you in that they have done some pretty amazing things on the technical side with each of their consoles. I mean, the the fact that The Last of Us was able to do what it did on that whole cell architecture that was the ps3's processor that made it ridiculously expensive but no developers ever took advantage of except sony um which is why sony's first party games look so good on the ps3 so there's good programmers there right yeah um that are able to, and developers that can take 
advantage of some of the crazy things they do hardware wise but their whole network architecture is a disaster uh their online infrastructure is still really terrible compared to its competition yeah the the only reason that they're able to charge for that shit is because like people are just stockholm syndromed into the idea of paying for online on a console yeah they're used to it now yeah and they also had the brilliant idea of if we give them free games they'll shut up about having to pay for our trash ass online infrastructure and they're free and to what i'll add as well sony's online like those free games those playstation plus games have been complete and utter garbage lately oh it's yeah those really really bad those took a shit like two years ago i feel like they have been terrible they'll have like one or two every once in a while that are really good and it's usually around a time where sony wants your attention so like around e3 or when they're about to make some big announcement they'll want you know headlines on articles and like ign and shit like look at this awesome ps plus game sony's great yeah and that, it doesn't help that that's another area that they've been eclipsed in just you know the general sony nitpicking session that we're starting here i guess like <laughs> you can get games monthly from humble bundle that are just as good if not better in terms of selection and also when you turn off like the humble bundle thing you can still fucking play those games because you own them whereas with ps plus it is still set up to where if you don't have an active subscription fuck you you can't play these yep and not to mention the whole xbox game pass yeah the literal giant well not literal i shouldn't use the word like that but the giant elephant in the room of Game Pass, which just blows anything Sony's doing with that stuff out of the water. I know. Game Pass is so amazing. And yeah. even on PC, it's got some really fucking good games on, which on Game Pass. swings us back around to this stupid shit. Because, you know, <laughs> the Game Pass backwards compatible games aren't running on a console somewhere in... Like a data set. Like, do they have racks of PlayStation Twos? Is that what they're they're sketching here? It has to be. They why would Why would it. you even bother with a rack of PlayStation Ones? They have emulators. They can like, run on the PS4, and they will sell them on the PS5. I don't understand this concept. Neither do I. I don't know why this is here. I really just hope that this is here for like some weird patent filing thing where it's like we want to have this in the back pocket in case like we need to sue google if stadia starts working and we need some cash here's what sony needs to do but won't because (laughs) they know that everybody's going to buy a ps5 no matter what they do i I feel i feel like sony's kind of in that camp right now where their games have just their exclusives are hitting so hard man they've just been so good that Unless Microsoft comes out with this conference that they have this gameplay showcase of a bunch of their exclusives, apparently, that are happening next week, which I'm sure we'll talk about on the next podcast. Oh, yeah. Unless unless they hit really hard at that Xbox conference, Sony owns the exclusive market for just, I mean, The Last of Us, Ghost of Tsushima, God of War. Yeah, short, short of Nintendo, Sony has Spider-Man. the best exclusives. Yeah, and so... Sony's just convinced that our games are good enough. People will buy our shit no matter what. And we don't really have to do nice things for them. We don't have to be like, 
good for our consumer like microsoft does we're, we're not begging for people to buy playstations right now so yeah which is nuts because they're kind of the company that brought the idea of backwards compatibility like just out of the box without having to buy some add-on thing or whatever into the modern idea of gaming with the playstation 2 being able to run playstation 1 games yeah and and what i think they should actually do is do everything i mean it should be PSP, it should be PS Vita, it should be PS1, it should be PS2, it should be PS3, PS4. Yeah. Everything should run on it. Do I think you should be able to take a freaking Vita cartridge and somehow plug that into a PS5? No. Do I think that if I bought a PS Vita game digitally on my PlayStation account that I had linked to my Vita, that I should just get that game? I absolutely do think that. But it's not. And I I suppose this also shows us how they're like is this their plan for the PlayStation 4 backwards compatibility on that discless PS5? Because I would I hope th- not. I think they're hoping that a lot of people buy that discless piece of <laughs> <laughs> the disc the discless PS5. Yeah. It's a discless piece no, of you, shit. You, you were right the first time. <laughs> I, I'm looking at the photo of those two side by side, and it is so obvious that they just basically duct taped the disk drive into their already existing console design. It's a really ugly console. That, yeah, the, it is incredibly. The only console that I think looks worse than this is that weird, cheap ass PlayStation 3 variant that they released at the end of the line with like the sliding door on oh, the top. Oh, that was a Fisher Price toy. Yeah, that thing that was, was horrible. Uh, that was a that was so bad. That was up one there of the, with the uh, Canadian Wii in terms of and the Genesis three in terms of shitty end of the uh, lifetime consoles. Oh man, it was so cheaply made, dude. Yeah, I mean you couldn't even. It's just so ridiculous. This is like a freaking Walkman, the <laughs> <laughs> CD player or something, man. Yeah. Nothing special about that at all. Uh, awful, but that's the thing, though. Like, you could legitimately get this old hardware and it still works, right? Like, the PlayStation 2 and PlayStation 1 might be harder to find, but those are also the ones that you can emulate on a fucking PC. Like, you could find a PS3 out there probably as cheaply as you can find 360s, and you can get 360s for, like, 20 to 50 bucks. Yeah. What's What's the appeal here? Why... I, I can understand having one box that does everything, but this isn't really having one box that does everything. This is a box that connects to the internet and lies to you. <laughs> and lies to you. <laughs> I think I think that they're trying to put their hat in the ring into the game streaming thing, especially since... I think this is just one step in the direction of having some sort of PlayStation game streaming yeah. thing where you can have a backlog of PS1, PS2, PS4 whatever games that you can stream on your freaking phones on your tablets on whatever and i also stream to a ps5 yeah I, I also do have to wonder if this is some sort of weird way around like a licensing thing where the games that are running on the service some of them are licensed exclusively to run on an actual like piece of hardware because yeah I, I don't know, maybe it's some sort of... They're doing some sort of weird end run around, like, publishers, but... Hell, like, even if they just had it so the Sony exclusives, you could buy them on the PlayStation Store. Like, 
rebuying games I already own pisses me off, but, like... We've all had to do it. Yeah, that and... If I have a console with no fucking disk drive, that's kind of what I'm signing up for, right? Right. Because, you know, uh, uh, my copy of Sly 2 isn't going to, like, be logged into a service where it transfers over. I'd, I'd have to rebuy that. Yeah. And I can kind of get that, but I, don't, I, I just, I, it's very confusing to me. I don't, I don't get why they keep trying to go this route. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand it either. They're really, they're really trying to give Gaikai something to do, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Do they still own Gaikai? Is That's that what the, their PlayStation Now infrastructure was built on top of. And maybe so. it's just the fact that they're trying to make, like, it's the sunk cost fallacy, and they're trying to uh, get something out of that. I do truly believe that if they thought they were capable of doing backwards compatibility in a tr- in the traditional sense, they would have done it. I, I truly believe that. Yeah. Because the competition just nailed it so well that Sony's hand would have been forced if they were capable of doing it. Yeah, a guy... Had... I uh, really got to get out of the habit of interrupting you. I apologize. No, don't even worry about it, man. Um, if they had the ability to do it, I would. I think that they would do it. Yeah. And uh, the thing is, I don't think that they expected to get stomped so hard by that uh, Xbox emulator. But, like, a guy that I watch on YouTube who does, like, budget PC builds um, ran a bunch of 360 games on... Or ran a bunch of original Xbox games on the 360 emulator. Like, which isn't even the most advanced version of that emulator. And did some hacking so that he could run ones that weren't on the compatible list. Essentially, it was just updating that list because it's a whitelist model. But yeah. he, he got Fable running better than on the con- like on the original console. Like, that emulator is very, very good. That's interesting. So maybe they couldn't figure it out. I don't know. It's really confusing to me. I just have I, a hard time believing that your competition nails something so hard. Your direct competitor does something so super well. And your backlog library, if you did the same thing if you're, as your competitor did with your library, you blow them out of the fucking water and nobody be even talking about Xbox backwards compatibility. Yeah. If you're capable of doing that, why wouldn't you? Right, you have the money. You're selling the consoles like crazy. Like, pour some money into that just for the headlines. Just right. so Xbox is, is no longer making headlines in that sense. Yeah, it could also just be the sheer hubris that they think that uh, they'll be able to get away with it without without taking the effort to do that. I mean, I guess that's possible. I don't know. Um, we'll have to see. I honestly think the PlayStation Five launch is not going to go the way Sony wants it to. I have a see, I think that too, just by the impressions I've got from everything that's been happening. But I read forums and threads and stuff about these like next gen consoles and stuff, and I get on them and I see people just like, I'm gonna buy a PlayStation 5 no matter what. Yeah, but those are people who are like hardcore into the PS4 and shit. I mean, to, to the average, because Capital G gamers, people with who buy these consoles with intentionality, are probably really only about 50% of the market share. The rest is either a family buying, like, a thing for their living room, or someone getting it for a gift, or grandma, 
or what have you. And I would think that, like, if you have these features and you are good about marketing the fact that you have these features, which Microsoft has been very good at so far, then that marketing would penetrate even that segment of the market. Yeah. And also just, like, the fact that, like, you know, with Game Pass, you can play games on both uh, your console and your PC. I really wanted to say 360 there. (laughs) (laughs) Your console and your PC. And, you know, the, the equation is, oh, Billy has a PC, even if he doesn't have one that can run these games. Like, that's still going to be just kind of a marketing sticking point. That might be the blast processing of this console. Yeah, that's true. I think that's a really interesting a Microsoft just using the whole PC Xbox is one uniform whole like platform essentially for their games is a lot of people are like, oh now they don't have any exclusives. Like Sony's been put Sony's started putting their fucking PlayStation games like Horizon Zero Dawn's coming to PC next month. Yeah. Like that. There is no exclusives anymore. PC. Gets there, I have seen so many fucking articles that are like, oh, the Xbox, uh, whatever the hell they're calling this thing. I can't even, like, they, there's so many names that I have to run through. But the Xbox Scarlet X9001 Platinum, or whatever the hell they have it, the Platinum. latest console, the fridge, isn't going to have exclusives for a year. And what they mean by that is that they're still going to release games that are compatible with the older Xbox One because this new thing is essentially, even though it's a new console, they're treating it like a hardware upgrade. I yeah. would, st- and, and also you can play them on PC. I would still call that an exclusive in that they are excluded from the PlayStation and the Switch's ecosystem. Yeah, I would still consider it an exclusive as well. I think Nintendo, I guess, is the only. If you don't consider that exclusive, is the only thing that exists that does that does exclusives the traditional way. Yeah, they're, like, they're, they're the only true Zelda exclusive on PC. company. So yeah, I, I, Sony is going to Death Stranding just released for PC. Horizon Zero Dawn is releasing for PC. Sony's going to be putting their PS5 games on PC. Yeah. And it doesn't help that Sony's using a kind of an outdated model of, hey, we could double dip a bit, and, you know, we release Death Stranding on PS4, we get people who want to play it there, and then we release it on PC, and we get people like me who haven't played it yet and want to play it on the more convenient machine, or people who are, like, doing a GTA Five and buy it twice because they want to play it on their PC now. But given what Microsoft's doing, I don't know if that model holds up. Although there's also the fact that Game Pass is kind of being used as a marketing cudgel to get people to use the Windows Store. Yeah. So, swings and roundabouts. Swings and roundabouts. Uh, and the last roundabout that we have today is uh, Ubisoft is going to have the guy who played Gus Fring in Breaking Bad as the villain of Far Cry 6. Yeah, the trailer for this is really cool, actually. Yeah. I'm I'm pretty excited about it. I, I think he's a good actor, and I think it's cool when I see, like, significant actors make appearances in video games. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, like, I always enjoy games that value their storytelling, and one of the ways that you can at least demonstrate that value and is getting 
an actor, a recognizable actor in a role. Although you have to do more than what Bethesda does, where they have Patrick Stewart voice five lines before he dies at the start of Oblivion. Or <laughs> Liam Neeson in Fallout 3. I'm trying to think uh, what the most recent representation of, of this is. I know we had Kevin Spacey in one of the many Call of Duty games. Yeah, you had call you had Jon Snow, the guy who played Jon Snow from Game of Thrones was in a Call of Duty game too. Um but I rem I, I seem to remember like a story centric big name video game. Yeah. With a very familiar actor starring. Or at least in a significant role, but I, I just I can't remember. I know Crackdown Three was the Terry Crews show, but nobody played that. Yeah, nobody played Crackdown Three. Oh, well, it slips my mind. Maybe I'll mention it next time. Yeah. I'll figure it out. And I suppose uh, it does kind of take work away from game voice actors, but then there are also a bunch of indie games who could afford game voice actors but can't afford the guy from Breaking Bad, so... Swings and roundabouts, I guess. That's the one. And on that note, I think we're ready to swing on out of here unless you have anything else. No, I don't. Alright, this has been the Smooth Burrito. We will catch you guys later. Later. <laughs>